Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the N Express Nintendo Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Dax, and joining us we have games editor Mark Kalaroff. Second time's a charm. Second time's a charm. Also with us, indie games editor Campbell Gill. Tears of the Kingdom, more like our tears trying to get this podcast to work. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What you are hearing is our collective frustration as we recorded about... 40 minutes of a podcast only to have only to realize we were having technical difficulties part way through <laughs> only 10 minutes good <laughs> yeah it was indecipherable yes, hopefully that Unusable. does not hopefully it does not happen again i'm not optimistic um guys i'm already scared uh, <laughs> i'm i'm afraid i'm, afra- <laughs> I'm legitimately afraid to start talking again if my internet cuts out so i guess just Feel free to stop me if it sounds like there's a delay. <laughs> like, legitimately, I'm afraid. I'm already afraid there's a delay. Like, if this is good, uh, leave it in. But if it's not, I'm scared. Cameron, um, it sounds can't great do, to can't me. Can't do any snap tests. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. <laughs> Wait, do a do snap test. Do a live do a snap do a test live with snap switch. test. Do it with the we can't switch. even we can't even answer each oh <laughs> with the switch oh sound no. effect edited in. You can't even answer <laughs> what favorite color in time. You know, blue. It's blue. <laughs> Just here, yeah. Cameron. This is this is for you. Ready? Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, Maybe. <laughs> try it again. Try it again. Try it again. Try it again. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. I'm so scared. Um. All right, guys. So we we were trying to do this uh, Nintendo Direct uh, that just dropped yesterday. We were going to try to cover it completely sequentially. We lost a bunch of progress. We're all a little frustrated. So we're just now going to do kind of a highlights reel here. Um, Pikmin 4. Let's talk about that. Uh, Mark, I know you're the big Pikmin guy on this podcast. Why don't you tell us a little bit of your thoughts about Pikmin 4? All the Pikmin games are amazing. The only one I haven't finished is Pikmin 2. Pikmin 4 looks spectacular. Probably some of the best graphics on Switch, period. Love what they're doing with the characters. It has a doggo. That means it's probably going to be at least a 90 on Metacritic. I can already predict it. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, this Hold is on. probably... Is, does Metacritic often give games with dogs in them good ratings? I feel like they have to out of principle. Right? You know, like Breath of the Wild has a dog and that's like what a ninety seven? It doesn't have just one dog. It has many dogs. <laughs> it's many dogs. The yes, world. And you can throw them a stick. Yeah. But you can't even Actually, pet could them, you though. throw them a stick? You no, could... you can't pet them. You can yeah. throw them a stick though, right? You can throw them like yeah, a yeah. stick and they can dig stuff up for you. You can give them meat, which is nice. Uh, but you cannot pet them. So, like, that's my most desired feature for Tears of the Kingdom. Let us pet the good boys. Come on. We should somehow, for every game here, mention Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, like, connection. let's do it. Let, let's make it happen. Yeah. Put in, like, a little uh, clicker sound or something every time we talk about Tears yeah. of the Kingdom. <laughs> Have a tally at the end. No, but it's... Pikmin 4 looks spectacular. I don't know what they're doing with the ending, with the stealth thing. 
I don't know if you can maybe explore at night now. That'd be awesome. We've like, never been allowed to do that. It was weird. Like, the ending of that trailer, like, I know nothing about Pikmin at all. But, like, it looked almost like they were doing the Blood Moon, but with Pikmin. It was kind yeah, of weird. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, in, in the Pikmin games, you're not allowed to explore at night. The game is mm -hmm. on a timer. So the idea is that you do everything during the day. And then night is, like, when all the monsters come out. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it definitely had like the uh, the blood moon effect. Um, that looks kind of interesting. Um, there was some co-op noted. Uh, there mm -hmm. is obviously the pupper. There is ice Pikmin going on. Uh, it looks really good. I'm not. I don't have any particular attachment to the Pikmin games, but this one does look great. Hopefully, they can continue with the co-op aspect, as other games have those as well. Um, to me, it's kind of one of those like if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of situations. Like yep. it, it looks great. And hopefully it will continue to perform very well. Um, from what I understand, this game has been done for a long time. Is that right? <laughs> no. If we believe Miyamoto, um, maybe. But yeah. I don't trust that man. He's been saying that it's nearly done for like seven years now or something. Well, like that's that. what I'm saying. So it's yeah. like, do I mean, I guess it comes down to how much do you believe that statement? He said it was nearly done during the Wii U. He was just I mean, casually any... <laughs> said it during an interview. He was like, yeah, we're almost done with it. That was like 2015. And wasn't that like the first time that they had ever officially mentioned yes, Pikmin that 4? Was, yeah, that too. That was the first time ever we ever heard of Pikmin 4. Do you think he knew what he was saying at that time? Or was he just like, on drugs not, or something you know? that it was like, <laughs> Pikmin 4? Maybe, maybe he's finally going senile, you know? The mushrooms <laughs> do, doing its effect. Yeah, it's do very it, possible. All those mushrooms, yeah. now he's seeing little people running around in his yard. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I guess we'll see what it looks like when it comes out. Um, so yeah, Pikmin 4, looking very good. Uh, we have a a release date, uh, the 21st of July. So it's going to be coming out this summer. It uh, should be great. Looking forward to it. Uh, again, we're just going to be kind of skipping on through this direct here. Obviously, there was a lot of fun reveals throughout. Maybe we'll do kind of like a, a remembrance roundup at the end. But the next big <laughs> highlight for all of us was Disney Illusion Island, which looked to be sort of a co-op Metroidvania with gorgeous, gorgeous animation. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you guys think about this it, reveal? It just looks like Raymond Origins or Raymond Legends, but Disney. And like, That's I am fine with me. So here for that. <laughs> so here for that. The last time I remember like a Disney-focused game that wasn't, you know, Kingdom Hearts or whatever, being like this cool or notable is like Epic Mickey back on the Wii, right? And like, that was fine. But like this, I love the color, the style. It just looks so, it's so exciting. I'm way, way here for this one. Yeah, it looks really beautiful. Um, they and they in the trailer. This, you know what? I, I in our previous recording, I had said that I hadn't watched any of these trailers more than once, and I lied because I actually did watch this trailer twice. So I have <laughs> nice. I, you know what? Like thinking back, and I was like, oh wait, no, there was one that I went back to watch, and it was this Disney Illusion Island trailer, um, made by the fine folks at Way Forward, if I recall. Uh, so. That should be a banger if we know anything about Way Forward. Um, it's looking very, very good. Uh, that's coming out the twenty eighth of July, so a little bit later this summer. Kind of just just one week after Pikmin Four, so we we all know what we'll be playing after that. Uh, yeah, it looks good. I can't wait to play it. Uh, next big highlight for us: the <laughs> 
the re-reveal of the Advance Wars 1 and 2, uh, what do you call them, remake, remaster, whatever Rebooted. you want to call it. Rebooted. Rebooted. Reboot it's called camp. Advance Wars. Reboot Camp. Reboot Camp, mm-hmm. yes. Um, and we finally got a release date, because that, that had been kind of delayed indefinitely. Um, and they were like, ah, actually, no, we are going to give it a release date. So that's going to be coming out the April 21st. Still very excited to play this game. I love Advance Wars. Advance Wars 2 is never is one I never really got into, but I think it'll be fantastic to play in this brand new art style. Um, remind me, what do you guys think about Advance Wars? Have either of you played these games? I've never played it, so I'm okay. excited to finally... I've heard about so much over the years, though, as like one of the most cult classic, cult favorite games in the GBA. So like, I truly am looking forward to giving it a shot on Switch. Sure. When I first started getting into Fire Emblem, I tried this one for a few minutes, and I was like, this is cool, and I never got back to it. So now I can finally nice. get back to it. Mm-hmm. And it is, we should call it, yet another title by our friends at Way Forward. So mm-hmm. very much looking forward to That's that. That's true. Yeah, both you Way Forward. You can tell from that cutscene. Right? Like, if, if there was ever any doubt, you can see that cutscene, and it's like, yep. That's way forward. You could conceivably see Shantae popping out of a tank or something, just being like, hey there. <laughs> it's me. Um, that would be hilarious. Uh, yeah, great games. And and the, the second one is, is one of those, it's like a classic sequel where it takes everything great about the first game and expands on it. So, like, I think it'll I think it'll be received very well. These games are really, really good. Um, and uh, <laughs> I wonder... Due to a thing that happened later in this direct, I wonder if we will get uh, even more Advance Wars um, down the line. <laughs> um, so yeah, exciting to have a a, uh, a release date for these games finally. Um, uh, Campbell, you said you wanted to talk about Etrian Odyssey. They are re- remastering the first three games in the Etrian August Odyssey saga. Uh, we're getting an Etrian Odyssey 1, 2, and 3 collection, remastered in HD, coming out June 1st. I know nothing about these games. Mm-hmm. Um, please, what what did you want to say about these? What I wanted to say is this is classic Atlas at its absolute finest because I've wanted to play Etrian Odyssey for a while now. This was a a, cla- a series of dungeon crawlers on the, the DS, uh, first-person dungeon crawlers. The gimmick was that like you could crawl through the dungeon, at, as you would in a dungeon crawler, of course. You're exploring the dungeon, and you can draw a map on the lower screen of the DS while you're exploring. So it really like, creates that vibe of you being um, an... an daring explorer charting your own path tracking your journey along the way creating your own map uh and they've been very popular on the ds and 3ds uh and they've been kind of dormant for the past few years as the 3ds was you know uh it's no longer with us essentially so i'm glad to see the series make a debut on switch but the thing that i love about it is because it's atlas they're putting this collection on switch the collection is 80 dollars so that i didn't catch yeah why <laughs> like i understand why because it's three games and atlas is gonna be like her well you know what three games it's a great deal if you break it down by three it's gonna be you know uh i can't i can't math it's <laughs> it's 30 25 something like that <laughs> some in between number some it reminds some... me of another company that's adding you know a ten dollar price hike to their to games wow what company could you be talking about put a little dinger on <laughs> for a reference Tears to Tears of the, of the kingdom. kingdom right now that's number two i think but yeah i it's honestly like i think it's hilarious but i'm also kind of sad because i want to play these games but like not 
$80 worth. Yeah, I can buy them individually, but, like, why put it... May, why put a digital collection of these games if you're gonna mark it up so bad for decades-old games at this point? It, it does crazy. feel a little bit like companies are kind of going hog-wild with this, with this pricing thing. Again, I... Guys... $80 in the grand scheme of things, not that much money, especially for, like, long-ass games. But it is a little bit frustrating to be like, these games are on the older side. Yeah, it's for like, old DS games. That That's a thing that's yes. bothering me. Like, it's not like these are, you know, insanely well-done, expensive remakes or something. It's not like they're, you know, like, something mm -hmm. like, say, if you put a collection of, I don't know, if... The Final Fantasy VII Remake series finishes. You get the full trilogy, put them in a bundle for $90 or something. I could conceivably sure. see that because those are big budget, really you know impressive games. But these are 3DS games that, honestly, based on the trailer we saw, don't even look like they've been massively redone. I mean, the artwork is nice and in HD, same with the 3D environments, but it doesn't look like they were rebuilt from the ground up, mm. you know? It's all about seeing the value... The value for what you're paying versus what you're getting it feels like you've gotten where other games that you've been announced even in this direct which we'll get to in a little bit it seems strange to charge 80 dollars for some old ds games that haven't even been completely re you know redone all the way redone yeah yeah it's uh it's it's a it's a contentious issue for sure i i i imagine certain people are going to, you know, they're going to try to defend it with like, oh, well, they're, you know, hours and hours long RPGs and you can replay them and there's three of them, da 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 And then, of course, you're going to get the other camp who, you know, are kind of more on more on our side here. Like, well, these games are older. It doesn't look like they've done a lot to them. Like, da 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 So, I don't know. It's <laughs> many fine people on both sides here. Um, <laughs> we're going to... I, I don't know. I'm I'm intrigued by them. I, I have no connection to the series, so I, I doubt it's it's for me. It's kind of one of those like, well, I, I'm not going to be picking up, but I'm not going to be picking it up on day one anyway. So it's like I will probably wait. If if I play these games at all, I'm going to be waiting for them anyway. So it's like, eh, it doesn't super affect me either way. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Atlas varying wildly in the way that they're releasing older <laughs> games. Because on the one hand, you got your Persona 4 and Persona right. 3 collection, $20 a pop. I'm like, yeah, that sounds fair. Like, and then you got this. So it's like, who, who freaking knows, right? Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's true. Um, Why? Like, I, I, I will say, I am delighted that we've gone from when the Switch launched, Atlas was outright ignoring the system. We got Catherine, and then they put out 30 surveys saying, are you sure you want Persona on Switch? Um, and now they've actually done a full 180, and we've got you know three Persona games, Persona Strikers. We've got all these Etrian Odyssey games. Like I'm glad that Atlas has gone all in on the Switch finally, but it's just kind of frustrating to see them making these baffling decisions here because this is going to turn off people from trying out these games i would have is it even sure is it an atlas decision though would this be like a sega decision it could be both could be you know because yeah. atlas is just the developer they're not the publisher that's true but i'm also yeah, saying it's... given atlas's record of bizarre business oh yeah decisions. still yeah <laughs> like i think either yeah. one could be equally to blame here i'm just saying <laughs> speaking of remasters yeah. that are uh, a price we gotta talk about metroid prime <laughs> Wait, I, can you just say remasters that are a price as yeah, opposed a to price. remasters yes. i have well let no me tell price. you a few years ago i got the metroid prime trilogy on wii 
this is years ago at this was probably like 10 years yeah. and that was 60 dollars for three full metroid games all three of them in one package Mark, you want to know how much stuff. that collection co- you want to know how much that collection costs in the wii u right now oh please tell me 20 dollars <laughs> <laughs> no metroid metroid none of us have played it yet but it looks awesome i was like, amazed it, it look, yes. watching this it, trailer it looks really good like, if, I, if they did not tell if we didn't know that it was a gamecube game i would assume that this was built from the ground up for switch and with a really good looking switch game at that too yeah, it looks it's good insane Me- metroid prime has always been one of the most uh what am i trying to say one of the best art directed what am i trying to say uh a game that has featured some of the best art direction of any like first party nintendo game i, I think we could say or not even first party because i guess it's uh ret- what was it retro studios yeah retro studios so that's like second party mm-hmm. technically second party i guess um, but like truthfully, uh, even at the time, like one of the best looking GameCube games and, and to see it kind of brought back in all its glory here on the switch, uh, I have a friend who bought it like the second, the direct finished and he says it's amazing. Um, I have no reason to disbelieve him. I, I it looks great. Um, they're dropped, they dropped the digital version already. So if you, if you love Metroid prime and you want to play the digital version, you can buy that right now. But the, the physical version is coming later in February, so that's coming at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, February 22nd, to be February exact. February 22nd, yes, so a couple of weeks from now. So um, I will be waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, it doesn't, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of either way. You know, you guys, you know me, I'm either way on that. Um, mm-hmm. 40 bucks, so, you know, speaking of price hikes, uh, <laughs> Nintendo gonna Nintendo. Um, I mean, I also, I mean, yeah, that is expensive for a decades-old game, but maybe it shows that I'm an abused Nintendo fan, but I was just so happy when I saw it wasn't $60 for this, because, like, I thought that, like, <laughs> man, if we're not getting Prime Trilogy, they're gonna release each one individually, full-price games, then they're gonna do a trilogy release that's $180 or something, but, you know, at least it's only, air quotes, only $40 for what looks like a really well-done remaster. So, it's not as bad as it could be, basically. It could be worse. No, it, is, it still looks great. And, and listen, if you... <laughs> is that not Nintendo in a nutshell? Hey, it could be worse. It could be worse, um, yeah. Truly, truly. Terrible. Um, no, but listen, Metroid Prime is a fantastic game. If you, uh, if, you were intri- if you were one of the many millions of people who bought Metroid Dread... And we're like, who's this this Samus gal? She's great. Uh, Metroid Prime just might uh, scratch that itch by bringing Samus into a whole new dimension. It's extremely good. And um, I would say uh, not as difficult or demanding as Metroid Dread, um, at least in, in my opinion. Maybe it's because I grew up with Prime. But I, I, Metroid Prime is, is like a, a relatively like less difficult experience i would i would say than than metroid dread um fantastic game if you haven't played it yet you cannot go wrong it's very very good so i can't decide guys should i get it digitally now or wait for the physical copy which is only coming out why physical though (laughs) give me a reason why mark tell me get that value you know I, I like having a physical game you know mm-hmm. i don't like mm-hmm. i don't like having everything digital plus if you're gonna get tears of the kingdom later on if you decide to do that digital it's like 
19 gigabytes. I don't know if you guys saw that. Oh, I did not see that. Yeah, Ouch. it's going to be 19 gigabytes, which is nothing. What I are mean, we talking these about? These days, that's not bad, but for <laughs> a lot of people, that's like more than half of their Switch storage. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> so. what I'm saying. The Switch on its own is 32 gigabytes. Or if you I got a, a cool kit with a an old 256 oh, yeah. gig well, micro SD in my Switch right now. Well, I don't know you're what the coolest kid. Yeah, but, but think about it. Cameron, Cameron, Cameron. Hang on, hang on, hang on. 19 gigabytes. Do you know how many indie games you can get with 19 gigabytes? Oh, many. But I'm listen, guys, I, I, I think of everything in terms of my PS5, which is like... I have like six games on my PS5 right now. <laughs> I think <laughs> I have three right now. And that right? has like Same 800 here. gigs on it. And it's like yeah. Elden Ring and Cyberpunk and like three <laughs> other games. You know what I mean? It's like 19 gigs is like, wow, what a luxury. Right? It's nothing. On PS5, uh, it's like Netflix is 100 gigs or something. You know? <laughs> like, it's, it's so absurd. funny. <laughs> um, it's a great game. Um, Metro Prime, going back to that. Okay. Uh, speaking of, of GameCube games getting unexpected uh, remasters, Baton Kaitos 1 and 2. <laughs> I'm uh, just saying, which I've never loved, heard of them. I've, I've heard of them, and this is great, but I loved seeing this GameCube remaster announced in the same direct as Metroid Prime, knowing they're both originally GameCube games. Yes. One of them you can tell is a GameCube game. One of them you can't. Which one are we talking about oh, here? <laughs> That's so funny. Listen, let me tell you. Um, I listen, guys. I did not have a lot of GameCube games. Like e even, I don't have my collection anymore. I, I sold it years ago. But like even at the time, my GameCube collection was like I don't know, less than ten games. It was like Super Smash Bros. Melee, Mario Sunshine, Zelda Wind Waker, uh, Metroid Prime, and Baton Kaitos, and. Uh, Guess which one I didn't play because I couldn't understand it. Um, uh, Wind Waker. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> no, listen, Baton Kaitos is... Uh, I, like, grew up playing RPGs on my Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance. Loved Pokemon. Loved the Final Fantasy games they put out. Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Fantastic game. Uh... And then I was like, Baton Kaitos, Nintendo Power hyped the hell out of this game because the GameCube was notoriously like a Darth of third-party support on the GameCube. So to, so to get a, a third-party RPG on the GameCube was like, oh my god, like we, we, we have to support this game. And then I got it and I was like, what the fuck is this? Um, it's a wow. baffling game. It is a... Uh, uh, listen... What do you think the like the mechanics of Baton Kaitos are? If you like this based on the trailer, based on your like initial impressions, like what do you think the mechanics of this game are? <laughs> Something involving cards a little yes. bit. Yes. It, it is a deck builder. It's literally uh, a deck Kytos builder. Baton Kaitos is in fact a turn-based RPG with a deck building mechanic built in. Uh, so you have a you have a party, you have you you're engaging in turn-based battles. Are you selecting your simple attack, defend, magic, item? No, 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 my friend. You are drawing cards, and your attacks are based on the cards you draw. Um, it is insane. It is one of the strangest games I've ever played. Um, there is a, a real-time clock in the game. So, for example, if you have bananas in your, in your deck, uh, not in your inventory, in your deck, if you have bananas in your deck as a card uh, that would heal you, say, like, 50 HP... Um, 
if you let them ripen over the course of the game, uh, they might restore a little more HP. What? But they can also go moldy if you wait what? too long, and then they become useless, and you have to get rid of them out of your deck. This game why is crazy. Are, why are cards getting moldy and ripening? They're cards. Don't <laughs> worry about it. It's I'm fine. I'm so worried about this banana stuffed in a deck of cards. <laughs> yeah, uh, listen, all you gotta know is Baton Kaidos is an insane game. Um, I never played the sequel, so I can't speak to Baton Kaitos 2 or whatever it's called. Um, I desperately want to revisit these games because, I mean, again, at the time, I was like, I, I don't understand it. What am I playing? I, I was used to Final Fantasy. I was used to, like, very traditional, like, turn-based RPGs, Dragon, Dragon Quest, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Um, so to experience this, like, really, like, and I feel bad because it's one of those games that, like, I asked for, for for, like, Christmas or my birthday or something. So I was like, I gotta get the most out of this game. And I ended up not playing it very much at all. And I still feel a little bit guilty about that. So, Mom, I, I apologize um, if I get Baton Kaitos this time around, I promise I will, I will finish it. Um, so yeah, one of those unexpected, uh, remasters. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm having a sense memory of another GameCube, uh, card-based RPG, um, that I can't remember the name of. If I remember by the end of this episode, I will chime in to, uh, to, <laughs> I, to, to say it. I, I, I'm not going to waste any more time trying to remember what it is, but I remember that mm -hmm. it's made by the same people, by, by FromSoft. The same people who made Dark Souls. Oh, um, so I'm gonna kind of heck? surreptitiously Google that as we're talking. Um, it wouldn't be a Nintendo Direct if we didn't get a Mario Kart 8 update. Lost Kingdoms. Uh, go go on. <laughs> Lost Kingdoms. Is is this in reference to Mario Kart 8? No, no, this is the GameCube <laughs> game you were just talking about. <laughs> Lost Kingdoms. Is that what it's called? Lost Kingdoms. Yeah. Is it a Lost Kingdoms? Kingdoms? Right. Hold on. I just I'm looked it up. up. It's from, from software. Lost is... Kingdoms. There it is. Oh my god. Yes. See? Apparently there's the Lost rule. Kingdoms too. Woof. I never played the sequel, but the, the first game was a banger. There. Oh my god. Oh, these games are so freaking good, you guys. It, I would love if FromSoft brought these back. Ah, man. Memories. Um, unbelievable action RPG. Card-based. You, you would... Uh, it, it was kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh, but real-time. It was so freaking good. Anyway, uh... <laughs> Not revealed okay. during this direct. Um, thank you, Mark, for, for uh, of course for mm -hmm. referencing my nostalgia. Um, Mario Kart Eight Booster Course Deluxe, whatever they call this. This made me so excited. It was listen. We're we getting Birdo, new Birdo's maps back. and more characters. Birdo it's like here. why wasn't this the first? This should have been the first one that they did uh, for this one, whole DLC pass. One small, one small quibble. How dare mm -hmm. they reference? Uh, double dash <laughs> and not bring back the double dash mechanic the the two two players in one cart they should yeah pretty rude great pretty rude in my mind mm -hmm. uh, but that said excited for birdo excited to uh the yoshi's <laughs> island maps look so good just the graphic style the oh my god the, all Listen, the outlines um, and everything this is once again where I out myself and say that I have not played Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I do have a physical copy. Uh, it's treason. I haven't, it's treason. But Betray listen, 53 million of us who own a Switch. I'm a traitor uh, uh, too. Due, due to the that. thing we're about to talk about, I did re-up my expansion pack uh, Nintendo uh, Switch Online subscription. Mm -hmm. So who knows? Maybe I will get that. Maybe I will get that booster course um, when I finally decide to start playing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. 
Campbell, did you have any reaction to this Mario Kart 8 news? I am also a traitor. So, um, in wow. the the long lost, failed, ill fated recording of this podcast that we did like an hour and a half ago, we were talking about Splatoon three, and I said that that was a moment in this direct where I just checked out of the direct just because like I am not not into this game. I'm checking out. And I'm getting a glass of water. That's exactly how I reacted to Mario Kart eight Deluxe. I had this like, Pain. all right. But <laughs> let me refill my coffee or something. I looked over and I was like, hey, Yoshi's Island. I see those little big glob guys in the background. That sure looks cool. And that's that's all I reacted to. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> um, incredible. Um, so, yeah, it looks good. Um, I guess we should jump into the... There's kind of two big other pieces of news. Um, again, I know we're kind of blitzing through this. We can go back and talk about things if you want to. Um, obviously, we had there was some fire emblem, fire emblem engage news, some Splatoon three news. We got uh, they kind of reiterated the release dates for Bayonetta Origins and Tales of Symphonia. Um, a bunch of weird kind of WTF titles got revealed. Uh, what's that DS one that we were just talking about? Ghost, Ghost Trick. Oh, Ghost Trick. Mm-hmm. Ghost Trick. Um, of course, we already knew about the Dead Cells Castlevania DLC. So good. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 expansion pass mm-hmm. news. So there's Super like a bunch good. of stuff that we're kind of skipping over here. If we want to go back and talk about any of that, we totally can. Um, we are going to talk about some demo stuff. We're going to do that afterwards. So everybody calm down if you're listening. Um, Get to Kirby. So, <laughs> Get to Octopath. And, yeah, everybody chill. <laughs> Uh, the two other big pieces of news, the Nintendo Switch Online got some new, uh, some new apps, Game Boy, and for those of you who had the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack, Game Boy Advance. Huge news. Heck yes. Huge news. What did you guys think about this? The expansion pack. Best games yet. The expansion pack is finally worth it. Like, unambiguously, <laughs> I think it is now. It is. <laughs> like, okay, when it was first announced, I was like, well, this is garbage. You know, the N64 is fun, and for people who like... Well, what was the first DLC included? I think Animal Crossing was included. Yeah, with Animal Crossing. Pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's gotten it progressively a slightly better value as time went on, but now we've got Game Boy Advance games in there, and I can finally play the Minish Cap. I am so excited wow. about this. I've never played the Minish Cap. And now Listen, we can... As it's... as someone who, for the first time a week ago, uh, played the Minish Cap through, uh, you know, certain oh other ways <laughs> that some of us played Nintendo games. Some of us. Uh, you were going I'm through not, other I, means listen, to play Metroid Fusion and the jokes I, on I you, saying, Cameron. I ain't saying Because I'll get nothing. to play it soon. <laughs> but now we, can, now we can all play it legit, and uh, that's a good thing. I think that's a net good overall. Um, yeah, so Minish exci- Cap, it's yeah. fantastic. I'm so excited because, like, now... <laughs> All we need, all we need on Switch now is some support for GameCube games. So that way, you, or at least Wind Waker we HD got or something. We got support for GameCube games. Metroid Prime and Baton Kaitos. What more do you want? No, 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 that's not what I mean. <laughs> but you know, listen, but I, like, listen, okay, seriously. Like, le- legitimate, <laughs> seriously, Tales of Symphonia, Metroid Prime, Baton Kaitos. Those are all GameCube games. I understand so, like, that. N- Nintendo has 
Nintendo has shown their cards here. They're not going to be doing GameCube for, for Nintendo Switch Online. So. I hate to say it. That sucks. It still sucks. But Sorry. Anyway, 2024. Point, I think more like 2025 at this rate. No, like it, it's not it would be happening like, at all. Probably not. You're right, Cameron. But I didn't eh, We're not getting a new console until like another year or two. Two or three years. <laughs> keep going. Keep going, Mark. Yeah, we're not. Wow. We're not. I, okay, look at, look at Pikmin 3. Do you know how good that game looked in Tears of the Kingdom? I'm not getting a Switch for another year. Like, firstly, there's a, a successor for, Tears for like of the two years. Right there. But yes, yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think two years is like the max because Nintendo themselves they're are, gonna milk this thing until it's finally dying and yeah. it's not dying Nintendo, right now, even though we're in year seven. Well, look, Nintendo themselves are, have shown to, you know, they have no trouble supporting the Switch, making incredible games with it. Like you saw with Pikmin Four, Tears of the Kingdom, but other third parties, anybody other than an indie is not going to be able to support the Switch before long, you know, just because it's getting too far behind. So I really think that just I don't because think, of that... Here's the thing, Campbell. I don't think that matters because Nintendo has the audience down. Every Nintendo game is selling great. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. They're the system sellers. Like, yes, the third-party support matters, and they have so many great indies behind them, but, you know, it's just the third-party support that's kind of lacking but it's because of course you know they're creating games for playstation 5 and mm-hmm. xbox series x so yeah. and i'm not saying that the a switch successor needs to be on the level of the ps5 and series mm-hmm. x but what i am saying is that it does need more power it yeah. needs more power so that way more developers can support it because even indie developers you know it's a push to get some games that aren't like pixelated games running on the switch of course, sometimes yeah so and that's the attitude that nintendo was like we've locked in our audience we're good that's what's led to issues going from wildly successful console generations like the wii or the super nintendo to failures like the wii u and the n64 mm-hmm. so that's why i'm thinking that you know as much as yeah they've nailed the audience it can't be too much longer before we get a hardware refresh just because i think it's going to be 2024 or 2025 i'm calling end of 2024 you can plug your article at the end of the episode (laughs) i was gonna say (laughs) mark has a wonderful Uh, write-up i edited mm -hmm. it while fiercely disagreeing with him but aside from that (laughs) ooh, that's i'm just Um, looking at the sales kind of let's let's circle back to yes game boy games (laughs) the game boy games Um, let me tell you superstar saga is phenomenal. Super Mario Advance is phenomenal. WarioWare is a lot of fun. Well, hold on. Let's let's go. Hold on. Let's let's go through. I have, <laughs> I have, I have like, let's dial it back here. That's <laughs> half no, 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 of no. it. Like legitimately, let's go to the Game Boy. Let's go to the Game Boy list here because mm-hmm. the, because the lineup is hilarious. Um, Mere hours. Classics, Tetris, hours Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. We got you know we got we got Tetris. We got Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. We've got Wario mm-hmm. Land Three. We got Kirby's Dream Land. We got Metroid Two. We've got Game and Watch Gallery Three. We've got Alone in the Dark, <laughs> the new nightmare. Um, notori- notoriously, one of the one of a more, the more poorly reviewed games on the Game Boy Color uh, looks great, honestly. Like, legitimately looks really good, but plays very badly. Um, it's a strange lineup for, but also I could see it uh, upcoming. To the Game Boy Advance, to the Game Boy lineup is The Legend of Zelda: Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, as well as Kirby's Tilt and Tumble and Pokemon Trading Card Game, the game. Um, have you guys played the Oracle games or no? 
I have not. That's another one that's been on my bucket list for ages. Got it. Now. Listen, Capcom, the Capcom Zelda games are so freaking good, um, which includes the Minish Cap. Um, I think Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons are, are just phenomenal games. Truly, truly incredible. Uh, Marcus, someone who who just recently played Link's Awakening, I think you're going to so love good. these. Oh, you're I'm diving. Love yeah, I'm these. going straight oh to them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, or should I go straight to Minish Cap? That's the big uh, thing. Listen, you're, you're not going to... Like, they, all of them hold up in their own mm. ways. Um, like, like obviously, Minish Cap, like, you, you get the benefit of, like, it's a Game Boy Advance game. So they're doing, like, some really fun things with, like, graphics and stuff like mm. that. But in terms of pure gameplay and satisfaction, ages and seasons are... You're going to be shocked at how dense and, and, and good they are. They're really, really good. And, mm. and, and Campbell, since I know how much you love... Um, the uh, the Super Nintendo Link to the, Link the Past. To the past. You're, you're, gonna, you're gonna really be into these games. They're so freaking good. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot wait to have. We should. You know what we should do? We're doing a little. This is a little behind the scenes stuff here. Um, honestly, guys, name the date. Maybe like a month from now or something. We just have like the the Game Boy Zelda episode or something. Mm. You know what I mean? Maybe we can have Ricky on or something, and we just like hit these games because they're so freaking good. I think they're worthy of their own episode for sure. Mm. Yeah, I'm um, super down for that for sure. Like, yeah, almost like a gaming book club or something. You know, we're yeah. just like we all share experiences. We all play Oracle of Ages or whatever at the same time and get through it and talk about it. Like that. Could That's be a good super idea. Fun. Well, we we can do that off mic, but I, I think yeah, we. Should, sure. I just want to plant the seed now because these games are so freaking good. Um, let's bump over to the Game Boy Advance side here. Starting lineup: <laughs> uh, Kuru Kuru Kururin. Uh, a really weird. What is that? I it's a uh, thing it's from Super like Smash a... Brothers. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait a second. No, what you're what from Smash Campbell? Bros. What you're doing is you are taking a rotating bar through a stage. It's kind of like an arcade game. Um, okay. Uh, it's like a puzzle arcade game. It's like a puzzle arcade game. Yeah, you're taking this rotating bar through us through a maze, basically. And you're trying not to let it hit the walls. And um, if it does, you explode. Exactly. Okay, lovely. Um, so yes, we got Kuru 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 in Mario Luigi Superstar Saga. Superstar Saga. If you are a fan so of good. the Mario RPG games, this will definitely. This is where it all started, guys. I mean, mm. this is where it started on the Game Boy Advance. I should say. If you like the uh, the DS Mario Luigi games, this is where it started. Um, we got Mario Kart Super Circuit, Game Boy Advance Mario Kart game. Uh, eh. Obviously, Minish Cap. <laughs> Um, WarioWare, Inc., Mega Micro Games. I think mm-hmm. this is the first WarioWare game. Am I wrong about that? Um, it might have been. It was either this one or the GameCube one. Um, first WarioWare game. Let's look. Uh, no, it was the Game Boy Advance one. Yeah. Yeah. The debut nice. title in the WarioWare series. So yeah, so this is so if you want if you if you liked the Wario game on the Switch that came out recently and you want to see where it all started, this is where it all started. Um, of course, <laughs> Super Mario Advance Four colon Super Mario Brothers Three, which is the Game Boy Advance remake of Super Mario Brothers Three. Uh, terrible naming conventions aside, this is a <laughs> fantastic so game. Much. Even if you can play the original Super Mario Brothers Three on the Nintendo Switch Online service for the NES. Mm. Kind of a strange... I mean, I don't know. It feels to me kind of like a waste of a slot, but what do I know? Um, No! No! 
Cameron. No, you say no. Uh-oh. Cameron, this is my childhood. I love this version of Mario 3. No, listen, I'm not, it's, it's really good. <laughs> Obviously, it's, it's a fantastic I, game. I don't know why, like... but I like the addition of Charles Martinet's voice in the game. True, yeah, you get a, a little lot of people get annoyed too. by that, but I like it. No, no, listen, I, nothing, nothing wrong with it. It's just, it's, it's strange to, to me. It seems weird to include it in the starting lineup of Game Boy Advance games. No, like, I think it's right. It's one of okay, the only original Mario us, games on. But uh, why not give us game? Super Mario yeah. Advance One, Super Mario Advance Two, Super well, Mario? Because Mario Three is the best one of them. <laughs> I mean, I would I would say Super Mario World would would take Probably. a spot personally, but <laughs> yeah. that's just me. Um, fantastic game, don't get me wrong. Um, and then coming down the pipe, the real this is the real meat right here: Metroid Fusion, Golden Sun, Fire Emblem, F Zero, Maximum Velocity. Absolutely fantastic games. Um, do you guys even know about Golden Sun? I mean, I know about it yeah, because my entire that. life, people have been requesting Golden Sun and Smash Bros. sequels to Golden Sun, all that kind of stuff. So I've oh never played it though. I, so, I have my I have my hand on my heart right now, just be like, <laughs> you, uh, you you young bucks, you're gonna lose your fucking minds. Uh, Golden Sun is okay. so fucking good. You don't even know about Golden Sun. I can't even. I can't even express to you how good this game Cameron, is. Cameron, uh, why is it so good? What makes this uh, game so legendary? Listen, it's got incredible, incredible art direction. This fantastic system where you can equip... Uh, they're called Jin. These little... these They're kind of like Pokemon. Um, they're like elemental spirits that you can equip to your characters to change your class. So, for example, if you equip, like, four Earth Spirits and three Fire Spirits, you'll unlock, like, the Ninja class, and you, you get all these new spells. Um, by using Jin in battle, it lets you use summons. So you you use like three Earth Jin in a battle, and then all of a sudden you can you can do this massive summon that does insane damage to all the enemies on screen. Um, it's kind of a paint by numbers RPG, but it's like so incredibly good at what it's trying to do that I don't even care if the story is cliche. You know what I mean? It's one of those where it's like. Oh my gosh, are these four plucky young heroes gonna save the day? It's like, yes, they're going to, obviously, but you don't even care because it's so mechanically well executed. You don't even know. Um, it's good. It's good. I, 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 uh, I love. I have a deep, abiding love in my heart for Golden Sun and its sequel, Golden Sun: The Lost Age, which we can only hope will also come to the service at some point down the line. Although I would be curious to see how they implemented that because the sequel had this great thing. Um, where you could import your save data from the original game into the sequel. So I, I don't know how they're going to kind of... I don't know how they're going to do that. Maybe with like cloud saves or something. Maybe there's a way to do that um, if, if they bring the sequel over to this Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack service. I don't know. Um, I never played the Fire Emblem game for Game Boy Advance. but it's I very I, good. From, from what I understand, this is the first Fire Emblem game that made it to the West. Am I wrong yes. about that? No, it is. It is. Nice. So that's going to be great. I'm. It's like, I know Fire Emblem is obviously like a huge deal now, mm-hmm. but it'll be interesting to go back to the Game Boy Advance version of that. I, I'm, I'm super hyped about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Metro Fusion, incredibly good. Um, to me, it's the, it's the perfect starter 2D Metroid game. Um, like and we can only hope that they're going to bring Metroid Zero Mission over as well because when they when they brought those two the Game Boy Advance like was so good 
at porting over old games and remaking them for a brand new audience because it was such a successful handheld console that Nintendo was like, oh my god, we got to bring over all our old games. And they and they all sold gangbusters. That's why we have Super Mario Advance 1, 2, 3, and 4. That's why you have uh, Metroid Zero Mission, Metroid Fusion. Metroid Fusion was a new game, to be clear. Uh, but, they, but they completely remade Metroid Zero Mission from the ground up because of how successful um, Metroid Fusion was. Um, at least that's my headcanon. Um, it's so good. It, uh, oh, sorry, I'm getting. I'm, I'm talking a mile a minute here. I don't mean to. I hope I'm not sounding incoherent. Uh, Metroid, or, or sorry, F Zero, the F Zero game for Game Boy Advance. I never played it. It looks great. Like for a Game Boy Advance game, it's kind of stunning how how good it looks. But I, I never played it, so I, I don't know. I don't have any nostalgia attached to this game. Um, I know certain people who run our website are obsessed with F Zero, so I'm excited. Mm-hmm for them to play this game. Um, missing a key game. What are we missing? What am I, oh, Kirby and the Amazing, Amazing Mirror, yeah. obviously. <laughs> um, that's great, yes. I mean, how could I forget about Kirby? Um, Kirby fans just feasting in this direct. Like, because obviously we, we got the uh, the Kirby's Dream Land Deluxe. Uh, we finally got that released. You know, uh, uh, that's that got the demo. We're going to talk about that in a second here. So yeah, Kirby fans just, just feasting as well. Um... Yeah, Metroid fans, Kirby fans, obscure RPG fans, everybody's having a great time with this Direct. Um, I know we kind of blazed over a bunch of stuff here. Before we talk about the Tears of the Kingdom trailer, is there anything else where it's like, we gotta talk about this? Anything else that we're super missing? Uh, Besides demos, but... We'll, we'll hit the demo. So yeah, we're gonna talk about Sea of Stars. We're gonna talk about Octopath. We're gonna talk about Kirby's uh, Dreamland Deluxe. But any anything else that we missed as we kind of did this blitz through of this direct? Uh, I don't think so. Nobody wants to talk about Omega Strikers. Nobody wants to talk about uh, <laughs> or Konami's ninety nine cent game. <laughs> okay, I was actually so weirded out to see that game because I think this baseball game has been out in japan for ages now right Mm -hmm. Uh, it's super popular it's insanely popular sometimes i look at the famitsu sale numbers in japan and like whenever they release a new one of those it's like at the top of the charts millions of copies sold and i'm like what is going on in that country (laughs) baseball what (laughs) like it's baseball and it doesn't look like a very good baseball game at that like why is this a big deal but anyway i guess we're gonna Finally, us filthy Westerners are going to find out what's so great about it, I guess. <laughs> Not for 99 cents, I could tell you that. I mean, I do appreciate, too high a price. <laughs> given that we talked about an $80 dungeon crawler uh, you know, 20 minutes ago, I appreciate the idea of a 99 cent baseball game, at least. It's so yeah, but funny. is it good? Yeah. I don't care anymore. My wallet is happy with this. <laughs> so funny. All right, let's get on to the big ticket items here. So... What do we think about this Tears of the Kingdom trailer? Mind blowing! Just oh my gosh, it was this is really incredible. Yeah, it looks fantastic. It looks yeah. ama- okay, yeah. Here's the thing: 
we, I mean, it's not been officially confirmed, but like, who else can it be? We heard Ganondorf's voice. No, I don't for, think it's Ganon. Who could it be, no. Mark? Tell me. I don't who know. Gear, gear why him. why would it be? Minions. Like, what yes. do you want? Who would that be other than Ganondorf? <laughs> I don't know. Why, not Ganon. Mark? Give me one convincing reason Listen, why it's not Ganondorf. What, no, Mark? No, right, no, Campbell, I'm, I'm gonna, hear... I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow, your, I'm gonna blow your mind right now. I don't know. Yes. Uh, uh, this is not a spoiler because these games are decades old. Uh, Minish Cap, Oracle of Ages, and Oracle of Seasons all share a common villain. And you're going to see what that's about when you when you play those games. But maybe, just maybe, Vati is going to make a return with <laughs> the Tears <laughs> of the Kingdom. Um, no, that's not going to happen, but that would be amazing. Um, I mean, it would be cool if they have, like, you know, clearly it's Ganondorf the corpse. Ganondorf is the corpse that they've been showing in, that tra- in these trailers and stuff. Like, you know that that's Ganon, but maybe what if you know there's a some sort of even greater evil on top of that? What if it you know maybe Mark maybe you're onto something? Maybe it's demise all along because I will say though Breath of the Wild canonically does take place at the end of the Zelda timelines. So if Skyward Sword being the beginning, okay, well maybe I actually I've been talking about demise that maybe spoiling Skyward Sword, but whatever you know, <laughs> maybe <laughs> whoa. Maybe he's coming back, you know, kind of, kind of bookending the Zelda timeline a bit. So we, listen, totally we all, we all, we all know, we all care about the Zelda timeline. <laughs> I care so much about this timeline. Okay, but no, here's, but here's an actual better theory though that I've been thinking of is that um, without getting into specifics, the it, it's kind of weird thinking about Ganondorf coming back in Breath of the Wild 2 in Tears of the Kingdom, given what happened at the end of Breath of the Wild. But those of us who have finished Breath of the Wild know that the final boss battle was perhaps a touch underwhelming. So what if Ganondorf coming back is a so- an explanation for why the final battle was a bit of a pushover? What if this is actually like the real deal this time around? That's my theory that I'm clinging on to now. Like, this is, like, the, the real battle, basically. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Put a lot of thought into this, of course. I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah. But now, just... What, what do we think about the, uh... What do we think about the cars? I... I it's... Ugh, this is so good. Everything... <laughs> everything looks like Breath of the Wild on crack. The fact that you can drive a car, you can fly, you Link can rail grind now. Like, what the heck? You can rail grind. You can be Sonic in Breath of the Wild. Like, that's amazing. Uh, the, little, the lizard guys that were flying in the sky look crazy. The ways that they've taken the existing enemies, but like morphed them a little bit. Like what it looks like even like a more corrupted uh, Blood Moon or something like that. Um, it's it's just off the charts. I, what I really wonder is at the very end, they Zelda was saying like trying to get Link to have some additional power. Give him your power. Like, I wonder if that's, like, the main gimmick we're getting at here. Because they keep hinting at Link being infused with some sort of, you know, darkness or some ability, right? Like, they keep teasing this out. And I just have to wonder what happens when, he, like, Link has that, like, that green light glowing around his arm. You know, there's something that they're hiding still. There's still more ideas here that we've not seen just yet. But, man, the trailer was just stuffed with so much. You can analyze every single frame of this. I've seen this trailer like ten times, and every time I notice something different in there. Did you catch that homing arrow? I did catch the homing arrow. Like, what the heck is up with it? 
right? And did you see, like, the giant, like, dragon monster that's on the bridge in the darkness? Like, yeah, it, listen, the whole it looks sick as hell. Um, yeah. I I am excited for this game. I, I only, I think I told you guys this, I only just beat Breath of the Wild, like, a year mm-hmm. ago. Right. Um... So, like finally after playing it for like a couple of years I finally was like alright I'm going to beat this game um, so I, I'm excited to to kind of go into this 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 sequel with a relatively fresh perspective um, I guess my question is do you think I should put some time into like the DLC that was released for Breath of the Wild before the sequel comes out I mean you don't really have to because some of the DLC is like to straight up optional stuff like a hard mode some new challenges things like that but the i will say this the the story dlc pack uh i can't remember mark do you remember what the the, the dlc was called honestly i never played them oh my gosh but it's it was like master mode or something no, it's not just master mode it's a story with um hold on it's an additional story with the the bard guy oh the the ballad of the champion's ballad champion's ballad thank you yes it the champion's ballad is really good and the the ending of that the story-wise it's whatever but the the boss battle at the end and the dungeon in the champion's ballad is incredible like it's honestly the best dungeon in the game not that there was too much competition in breath of the wild with it only having four legitimate dungeons but this this new dungeon that they added in was incredible so i think it's definitely worth playing just for the champion's ballad fair enough fair enough um what about you mark did anything particularly jump out to you about this trailer like are you excited for it like how are you feeling oh i I can't wait it's probably my most anticipated game this year yeah nice i think it looks absolutely phenomenal i love how a lot of the exploits from breath of the wild are now like full-on mechanics i really really hope there's air combat because i think that would be sick if there's like dog fights that would be extraordinary. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like you're you're in that flying vehicle, whatever it is, and then maybe there's some bacoblins with their own flying ship too. <laughs> you're just yeah. talk fight in the oh sky. My gosh. That would be hilarious, mm. man. I could see that, yeah. It's crazy because Breath of the Wild, you could tell that they had so many ideas with it, but it was all built around the physics system and the four main abilities that you had. But now you can see with Tears of the Kingdom, they're just going crazy on top of that, throwing in so many new mechanics we're talking about. Flying, driving, rail grinding, homing attack arrows. Like, the sky's the limit, it seems, so far. Every trailer is showing off tons of new stuff. I still feel like there's one key gimmick that we haven't seen yet. Some mechanic, something. That we just They're going to bring back about. the hookshots. I mean, honestly, this would be the perfect time to bring back the hookshot yeah, because really. you're in the sky so much. It's Imagine true. getting well, destroyed, your ship in the sky, and then you're yeah, you flying down and you hookshot onto a bacoblins. Yeah, well, he's, he's got the... <laughs> I know you guys haven't played Sekiro, but like he has, Link has a Sekiro arm in this, in this trailer. <laughs> that's the you know what I mean? thing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. He's he's got the he's got the the Shinobi prosthetic. Like that's what it is. Let's do it, man. Um, so that I was thinking more Princess Mononoke. Oh, that too. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Kind of the same vibe, very, I think. Yeah. Yeah, very very Princess Mononoke. Even the same um, type of outfit. Absolutely. Same type of art style. <laughs> Um, so yeah, listen, this game looks good and continues to look good. I think we're all very excited for it. 
do we do we want to risk taking a cut or do we just want to keep talking? I I'm think gonna, we should take a cut let's, and see how it sounds. Let's do it. Let's take a quick little cut. Okay, so y'all, we're going to take... We've been having just nightmare technical difficulties this episode. We're going to take a quick little cut. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some demos. So hang tight. We'll do that. So we've all been uh, playing a little, a little bit of a demo because that was the other fun thing about this direct. Um, on top of the fantastic Game Boy news, the fun GameCube remaster announcements, there was also a bunch of demos that dropped. So um, Mark's going to tell us a little bit about Kirby, the demo mm -hmm. that you've been playing. Kirby's Dreamland Deluxe, hit it! Yes, uh, Return to Dreamland Deluxe. If you played it before, it's back. It is so fluent just everything about it. it runs smooth as butter it's at 60 frames now it's the graphics it has like this pop out art style now they completely overhauled the graphics it doesn't even look the same as the original it looks completely new and it's just it's magnificent it completely recaptures the magic of return to dreamland when that came out on wii except it's even better now just everything about it. And after playing, you know, the, the 2D Kirby game that first launched on Switch, Star Allies, I felt like it was more catered to those 3DS games. But since it was on Switch, it should have been made like a lot faster and stuff like that. So it still felt very slow. And I felt like that turned a lot of people off from it. But this one feels super fast and fluid. It feels like you're rushing through it. And that's a great thing. And overall, first impressions, like, cannot wait to, to play the rest of this. It is truthfully just... It makes me want to binge all the other Kirby games again. <laughs> yeah. After the Forgotten Land already did that. <laughs> Watch so. Mark just put together another ranking of every single <laughs> Kirby, Kirby game games. ever. Yeah. <laughs> but this one's really, I mean, you know, there was a lot of stuff when it initially was uh, revealed where I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, about like the darker outlines and King Dedede's look. And no, it, it all in action, like playing on, on the Switch in front of me, it's all great. I appreciate every single change that Hell Laboratory made to this game. Nice. Well, I mean, I guess so, that's there's not really much to say right? outside uh, of that, but <laughs> yeah, but sure. uh, well, yeah, I'm only, extremely hopeful that the final product. Yeah, and that was only like what, what two or three levels. It's like 
I'm extremely hopeful for the final product being this slow, you know, way the entire game. I think it's going to be really promising. I think it's definitely, I think Return to Dreamland is going to rise up the ranks of Kirby's, you know, slew of best games. I think it's going to get up there with the Forgotten Land. Awesome. Wow. That's, I mean, that's, that's about as high praise as you can get. We'll mm-hmm. have to have Eliza on to, uh, to of course, to, 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 to again, this. like Return to Dreamland was already great, but this just like solidifies it. Yeah, listen, if you want to hear us, if you want to hear me specifically lose my mind as we rate every Kirby game in existence, <laughs> uh, we, we did an episode where we where we went through every single Kirby game and, and, and ranked them all. Um, so <laughs> we'll just have to do that again once this game comes out and uh, we'll go from there. Um, Campbell, I'm going to go next because I, I, because I want to end on a high note. Oh, no. Um, listen. I'm being unkind. Um, sea of Stars is going to be great. Everybody's going to love this game. Um, it's extremely polished. It is a throwback RPG. It is a, a specifically it is calling to mind Chrono Trigger. You have uh, multiple party members that uh, you, you have to deal with um, positioning, and uh, your characters can do kind of combo moves and stuff like that. But I gotta tell you, and I'm and I swear to God, I'm not being facetious. After playing Chained Echoes, I'm like, ah, it's kind of not doing it for me. Like, in terms of throwback <laughs> oh, RPGs, no. it's crazy. like, listen, I like I was playing this demo, and I was like, okay, it's beautiful. It sounds incredible. It looks amazing. The art direction is great. It's like it's funny. Like it's it's well written. There's a pirate captain that you meet, and their character name is Captain Cliche. Captain Cliche, like it's you know there's like fun <laughs> stuff funny. like that, but like the actual battles, I was like, God damn, like they don't feel great, and maybe it's because it's a demo, it's dropping you right in the middle of things. Yeah, there's no like ramp up, you know, you just kind of like, all right, learn these battles, um, but it's like your characters have so little MP, um, like you have like nine MP, and a spell costs seven MP. So it's like, okay, well, I guess I could use one spell in a battle. And then it's like, it's, you don't like, <laughs> unlike Chained Echoes, where you rega- regain all of your MP after every battle, you don't regain your MP after these battles. So it's like, okay, well, I guess I got to either muddle through my next couple fights or like go back to the campfire and regain all my stats. I don't know. It's, um, I think it'll be very well received because nobody's played Chained Echoes <laughs> is my thought. Oh, no. Um, I don't know. I I uh, I think maybe I was expecting more. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish the demo. There, there's like you can play you can play the demo in two different ways. You can choose a different protagonist. Um, so I'm gonna play it again, and and maybe the other protagonist will change my mind. But it's like I uh, I think I I think I just want more from a throwback style RPG that is made in the modern day and age. Does that make any sense to you guys? Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah, like, like I don't know. I'm like I can't believe I'm ha- I can't believe I'm dealing with save points. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm like we've 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 <laughs> evolved beyond save points. Do you know? Like I don't know. Of like, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like stuff like that. And and Campbell, I don't know. I'm sure Octopath Two has save points in it. It's it does like, have save points, but sure. we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't. I don't think it's a bad game by any means. I'm uh, excited to play it. I like. I, it's funny. I uh, 
<laughs> longtime listeners will know I've been on this journey of um, of quitting my my full time job, and uh, I did that like a month or two ago, and. I've been getting back into RPGs, which I love playing. It's just one of those things where I've never been able to justify it, like, as a 33-year-old. Like, I don't have time to, to, to sink into an RPG. And and I've, over the last, you know, six weeks or or month and a half or so, yeah, I guess about six weeks, I've been, like, playing RPGs again. And it's like, oh, damn, I, I love these. I love getting lost in a world and and falling in love with characters and, like, really mastering a set of mechanics and all that stuff. And um, now that I've kind of re-remembered what it feels like to play these, playing Sea of Stars was kind of like, okay, wait a second. Like, now that I've reminded myself what I like about these kinds of games, I'm also remembering what I don't like about these kinds of games. And again, I'm, I'm hoping it's just because it's the demo and maybe the full release will, will have, like, it, it will the ramp up will be better. But... Uh, but I was not as impressed as I hoped that I would be. And again, everybody like everybody's gonna love this game. Like you guys are gonna play this demo, and you're gonna be like, "What are you talking about? This game is great." But uh, but for me, it didn't it didn't land as strongly as I hoped that it would. Um. So yeah, I would be curious to hear your thoughts if you if you decide to play the demo. Um, and I hope you do because again, there's a lot to love about it. But uh, but I would be curious to hear. Your opinions. Uh, Campbell, I'm going to throw it to you. Octopath Traveler 2, a game that comes out yes. very soon. Very, very soon. End of this month. And oh my goodness, the only thing I wanted from this Nintendo Direct, aside from another Breath of the Wild trailer or Tears of the Kingdom trailer, was a Octopath Traveler 2 demo. And we got that. And oh my goodness, it is glorious. So. Listeners might know I adored, absolutely adored Octopath Traveler, the original when it released on Switch in 2018. For a while, it was one of my absolute favorite games on Switch. I still think it's one of the best RPGs on the platform. And Octopath Traveler 2 has always looked, ever since it was announced, looked to take everything that worked about the original game and dial it up to 11. And now that I'm able to try that out, see it for myself in the demo, I can absolutely see that on display. There was so much that made Octopath great. Octopath is, you know, as the name would suggest, Octo. You have eight characters, each with their own story. You can play them in any order. You can join. They can join your party. You can go around, alternate between uh, completing each character's story arc. And in combat, you have this boost and break system, which is like is kind of similar to Bravely Default, uh, where you yes. can you can each enemy has a specific weakness, an elemental or weapon type weakness. Uh, say they have a, a, a shield of two sword, right? So if you hit them twice with a sword attack, you'll break their shield, and then they're knocked out, and they're super weak. And every time you execute a move, you get a boost point, and then you can build up the boost points, and you can use them on certain moves to make those moves X amount of times more powerful. So if you have like mm -hmm. three boost points, you can use them up so that way instead of hitting once, you hit four times in a single turn. Or if you're using like a special move, you can boost up three times and then that move becomes three times as powerful and you absolutely decimate your opponents. You com combine that boost and break system and it's just extremely, extremely satisfying. Octopath 2 features the same combat system, the same story arc, the same structure. Uh, the demo lets you pick any one of its eight main characters and start from their uh, their stories. 
So I chose a character named Hikari, who is a warrior character. Um, he lives in this des some it's this kingdom that is both very much inspired by like feudal Japan, but also set in a desert. So it's like there's giant pagodas and palaces and stuff in the middle of a desert, which is pretty cool. And he's a warrior character, and his arc is all about honor, fighting for a kingdom that's being been overthrown, and now he's fighting for honor to, you know, save the kingdom from his evil brother who's usurped the throne. Pretty standard uh, fantasy stuff. But the reason I chose it is because each character in Octopath also has what's called a path action, which is something that they can execute while they're out and about in the world. So in the original game, there was, say, the merchant Tressa. Her path action was that she could buy stuff from anybody in the game. Or you had, um, uh, what's her name? The dancer, uh, Primrose. Primrose. Yes, mm. Primrose can dance and basically seduce or make any a character follow her. Uh, so in Octopath 2, I chose Hikari because he has the funniest path action of all. You can just beat up anybody that you see on the street. You can challenge anybody to a duel. Any NPC, you can just <laughs> press Y next to them and challenge them to a duel, uh, which is fantastic because there's a segment early on in the story where there's a bar fight, and Hikari gets called into it. Like, Lord Hikari, you've got, you've got to break up this bar fight. There's this drunken soldier who's threatening to beat everybody up. So I can go into the bar, and I'm supposed to fight the soldier, but I can also turn to the helpless old woman in the corner of the bar and beat her up instead. So, you know, of course I had to do that, and then I got some good items from beating the old woman, and you can beat up the bartender too, you can fight anybody. Uh, so, that was pretty funny. But what class. So it's kind, exactly. kind of like the kind of like the Ulbrich mechanic. Very much. He's the Ulbrich. But what Octopath 2 adds on top of that is in addition to the path, your normal path action, it also adds a day night system. And you can actually toggle between day and night by just pressing ZR, the shoulder button, which oh, is nice. Shit. But when you toggle between day or night, your path action changes. So Hikari, his path action during the day is challenging anyone to a duel. But at night, his path action is that he's able to bribe people for information. So you can beat them up during the day, bribe them, schmooze them up at night. So that's pretty cool. So you can go between um, fighting people, and then when you go to go at night, you can say like, "Hey, did you happen to hear anything about a arms merchant who was passing by here? You know, I've got five hundred gold in case you have any information." So that's pretty cool. And you know, they can try that with other characters. Each character has their own unique set of path actions. So playing around with those systems is really fun, but to me where Octopath really shines brightest is when you get into the combat, because you have that boost and break system, which is so extremely satisfying. And what they've added onto it now is beyond just boost and break, they've also added a third meter called latent power, which is wherever, whenever you take damage or you uh, attack an enemy's weak point or use a boost point, you start building up this meter. And then once that meter is filled up, you have access to a certain amount of essentially super moves that are even more powerful and can themselves be boosted up. So it's like a new way to just break this combat even further, which is just what I love about the combat system in Octopath, that it's so easy to understand with the boost and break system. And then we combine boosting and breaking with status buffs and debuffs. There are so many ways to just take these massive bosses and absolutely demolish them if you know what you're doing 
And yeah. all of this is, you know, the demo, great from a gameplay perspective. But visually, what always made Octopath great was its HD2D aesthetic. It's The original game was stunning, and Octopath 2 looks absolutely amazing. Like, it's... I thought that Live Alive being the last HD2D game, I thought that was the best game in this style from a visual perspective. But Octopath looks even better than that. It's insane what they're doing with the uh, the lighting systems, the water, of course. Again, the Miiverse water guy would be very pleased with the water that you have in Octopath 2. Looks really <laughs> surprisingly lifelike. <laughs> and then they even get really ambitious with being like very cinematic during cutscenes. A camera will tilt all around, zoom in, zoom out, uh, which, you know, that sounds kind of underwhelming if you're not coming at it from a, the perspective of somebody who played Octopath 1, where the camera was just at a fixed angle all the time. But now they've really made it much more dynamic and cinematic. Um, mm hmm. It is just beautiful. And what my favorite thing is that now when you boost up, uh, you can do a maximum of three boost points per single move. And now when you fully boost a move and you attack using a fully boosted attack, uh, the camera like swings to the back and zooms in uh, to really emphasize how dramatic that, that attack is. And this game is, it's everything about it. It's just, it's stunning so far. Music is great. If you can't tell, I liked Octopath 1. I'm loving Octopath Traveler 2. It's definitely got some things uh, left over from its retro inspirations. I'm sorry, Cameron, but it does have save points. It does yeah, not autosave. Um, and Mark, I'm sorry, but the characters do kind of talk in a somewhat stilted manner. So, But you can mm. turn on fast forward, which which alleviates that a bit. Mm. So, Maybe. There's that. <laughs> Just fiddle with so, the settings a bit. It's I'll fun. stick. I'll stick with my Kirby games. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair Campbell, enough. I do have. I do have two questions for you. Yes, sir. Because I over the last week I have been because the Octopath uh, Traveler um, is in fact on Game Pass, so I've been playing mm -hmm. it. Just, just like you know what, I should play a little bit of the original before the sequel comes out. Right. And uh, so I've been. I've been enjoying it. I've. I've completed a, a handful of chapters. Yeah. Um. Two questions for you. Yes. How is the voice acting in Octopath 2? <laughs> okay, voice acting compared is to, Compared to Octopath 1. Well, I'll say that Ulbrich is... Uh, gives a stunning, life-changing performance. Yes, my blade is unbending. <laughs> it's brilliant. How about the like? It's great. <laughs> I love Ulbricht. So, I mean, it's so corny, but it's so fantastic. Yes. And you know, I was like, Hikari is fine voice acting wise. He's. I was really hoping he would be like Ulbricht 2.0, but he's not quite that way. Whereas Ulbricht is like. I'm going to beat the crap out of you for honor and all that kind of stuff. Um, Hikari is a bit more of a, a gentle soldier, I guess, where he's like, violence is wrong. You know, we're going to beat everybody up. But we're not going to kill people. You know, we're going to stop our warmongering expansionist ways. So he doesn't sound like that hardcore. He's fine. But that being said, I've only experienced a very small slice of the game yet. I can't speak to the other characters and see. Voice acting is fine thus far, but not quite on the iconic levels of Holbrook, I'd say. Okay. So, you, you might have just answered my question and that you might not be able to answer my question. Here. <laughs> um, the story structure in Octopath Traveler 1 is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I think yes. we can all agree. 
Uh, are you getting a sense that that will be rectified in the sequel? I am getting a sense because even though I wasn't, haven't been able to see that in the demo just yet because um, it's only three hours long and you can't go beyond the first chapter area for each character. So I can't go to Ch Hikari's chapter two. I finished sure. his chapter one, but I can't go to chapter two. So instead I have to go and find some other characters and see their chapter ones. So next up I went over to Particio, who is this like um this like uh southern i don't know gold, gold miner or something like that uh it's or this like desert gold miner it's pretty cool his story's fun but i've not been able to see how the characters interact very much yet the first interaction where when hikari meets particio is somewhat underwhelming because you can tell that they're they couldn't write in scenarios where the characters actually talk to each other Instead, Hikari, you just you see Particio standing somewhere. You walk up to him, and he just starts talking. And he's like, hey, I get a good vibe from you. Do you want to join me on my journey? And then it's like a yes or no. And then it like flashes back to Particio's chapter one. Then you play it from there. But from the trailers and stuff that we've seen thus far, they've really made a point to emphasize that characters actually talk to each other more. Because like you're alluding, Cameron, for those who might not know, Octopath 2 eight separate characters they don't talk to each other like almost at all there are segments that are like you know separated like their own standalone story segments where characters can meet up at an inn or some story beat and they talk to each other but during like actual story moments other characters in your party literally vanish for all intents and purposes it's eight completely separate stories that do tie together at the very end but it takes a long time to do so, and the story is really awkward for that reason, where it doesn't really feel like your party is together for any particularly meaningful reason. But given what we've seen so far from Octopath 2, I'm hopeful. I'll need to play the full game, but I'm hopeful that it'll be improved from that. Yeah, fair enough. It's like, I don't think this... I mean, listen, I don't think the individual stories in Octopath Traveler 1 are bad necessarily mm -hmm. i just think it's insane that the way the game is structured right like it's no. yeah i, I like you, you can't you're kind of waiting the whole game for like all right like i'm gonna meet all these characters and then surely surely they will all come together and there will be some sort of overarching thing to bring the bring right. the party together and that just never happens no well the, it, uh, not gonna spoil it but it does happen oh. <laughs> um okay, you just have right. to you just have to play like I don't remember how long it was, 60 hours of the game before Woof. something actually happens. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of frustrated with it, because I loved Octopath Traveler so much, sure. and the individual stories are great. Primrose's story is heartbreaking, Ulbricht's story, honestly, like, have you, how much of Ulbricht's story have you played, Cameron? Uh, I've only done, um, like, a chapter. Right. Get to chapter three for Ulbricht, because... Chapter no, three. No, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly not a chapter three. Yet, yeah, yeah, get to get to chapter three for Ulbrich because I found that chapter to be like breathtaking. Honestly, that chapter in particular was amazing, and there were so many great individual stories in Octopath Traveler. Like that's the the great strength of its storytelling. Where if you view it less as a traditional grand adventure RPG where it's a band of heroes grouping together to kill gods, whatever, um, instead <laughs> see it as like a collection of short RPG stories that you know are tied together eventually but for all intents and purposes for the majority of the campaign are their own thing then it's it's pretty strong that way it's they're great if the the some the individual parts are fantastic 
you know, they don't tie together as well as I might like, but I'm hopeful that for Octopath 2, they will hit a happy medium between that. You know, this, the writing is great in Octopath 2 so far. From the trailers, I can see that they're really emphasizing interconnected stories, and I, I certainly hope that they're going to keep that through with the, the full game. Yeah, but we can only hope. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, again, from from what they've showed, it does look beautiful. Apparently, oh and apparently the demo is uh, is great. So yeah. I mean, you know, I, I have no, I have no no doubt that it's going to be a well received uh, RPG. I think they clearly they. I feel like what I what I think is very cool about Octopath Traveler is that they've developed like yeah we're just going to make this new IP we're going to make this new series and apparently they've done very well with that so it's you know props to Square Enix yeah, for and and the best thing about Octopath Traveler is it I think almost single handedly start or it didn't really start it but it really solidified this the trend of Square Enix having the world's worst names for their games like oh my yes. Octopath Traveler triangle yeah. <laughs> strategy various day life what are you talking about <laughs> various day life's not Extremely. out is it it i thought it i thought it came out like it wasn't an apple rpg game apple rpg Classic. apple arcade game no that was a nintendo direct yeah. no yeah various day life has been on steam since uh september 13th which was hmm. and it's also on switch it's on the oh, eShop it for 28.99 well, I guess it didn't do quite so well. Various day life. I still just can't get over it. What does that mean? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, that's certainly a name. Um, not bad. So, uh, Cam, you'll have to let us know. Because I, I imagine you're you're aiming to get this game on release if possible. Oh, you know it. Yeah, I, uh, I so will be doing the review to... for Goomba Stomp. Excellent. Uh, we cannot wait to hear more about this game uh, when it eventually comes out towards the end of the month. Um, gentlemen, we gotta wrap it. We've been talking about these games. We were trying, <laughs> we foolishly, we foolishly were like, let's record early tonight and be done early. And now here it is, three hours later, and uh, we're finally done. Um, anything else we gotta call out about this direct, about the demos that we played, upcoming games in general? Do we just want to call it here? Bye, Kirby. We're done. Be Kirby. Love Kirby. Wow, that's scared. all I got. Mark actually has that tattooed <laughs> on his chest. Amazing. Um, with an 8-bit uh, Kirby sprite, of course. Yeah, with the Kirby sprite. Uh, I've been your host, Cameron Dax, and you can find some of my writing over at Goombastomp.com. Uh, lately, I have a, I got an exclusive scoop about uh, a Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon Valentine's Day update, which is currently live on the website. Some fun stuff there. Um, I'll also have a review of a game coming out on Valentine's Day which I can't talk about just yet, but maybe I'll talk about it next week. Um, I'm over on Twitter, at Action Dax. And Mark, where can people find you on the internet? Find me at the Markel, that is Mark the C, Cal the K, over on Goombastomp.com. You can find my work on a new article that Campbell Gill is not a big fan of <laughs> on why the <laughs> Nintendo Switch may not be getting a successor anytime soon. I'm going to say I don't think it'll get a successor until either late 2024 or uh, early 2025. I think early 2025 is the better bet. But uh, yeah, you can check out that article. (laughs) I'll have more coverage on Fire Emblem Engage, and I'll probably have other stuff I can't talk about just yet up on the website. Love it. Campbell, what about yourself? 
Yeah, you can find my games writing at GoombaStomp.com. You can find an article that Mark wrote that I strongly disagree with uh, that I edited over on GoombaStomp. <laughs> I, you know, Mark is entitled to be wrong. I, I was editing that article and I was tempted, you know, I could just rewrite a few things <laughs> and make this a better argument. But nah, it's it's Mark's whole thing. So you addition- know I'm right deep down. No, actually, I don't. I think you know you're not right <laughs> deep down, oh, and that I always am right. But beyond our editor-writer f- uh, feud, you can also find an indie game spotlight coming up this weekend, so stay tuned for that. And you can find me on Twitter at CampbellSkill, uppercase CSG. Lovely. NExpress is also on social media. We're at NExpress Nintendo and available to rate, review, all those good things over on the podcast platform of your choice. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time.